Well, praise God one more time. He is still a friend of mine. He is still a friend of yours. He is still the one that rules this earth. He is still the one in the name of Jesus that controls. Don't you think the world is out of control when there's chaos? When the world seems like it doesn't make sense and the world seems like it's like life is not worth living. When you feel like giving up, I want you to know that God is still in control. Glory to God. I know some folks will say, well, they don't believe in God. That's okay, baby, because guess what? He believes in you. Let me read you something real quick in the book of Isaiah, chapter 48. And I read these scriptures a couple days ago, maybe two or three days ago. And I'm going to do it again. Hallelujah. Because any good teacher of the word of God will review to you. And so let me give you some about way of review. Um, oh, my God. Oh, look at this. Look at the devil getting mad. Glory to God. I like that. Glory to God. Look at the devil getting mad and messing up our feed. Here we go. Right now in the name of Jesus. Can you hear me now? Good, good, good. Um, I want to read to someone real quick in the book of Isaiah chapter 48. And I'm going to start reading perhaps maybe. Uh, let me look in here because all of it is good. But what we're going to do is look at verse number. Glory to God. 20. Rebo of Isaiah, the book of Isaiah, chapter 48. Humble Shekarabah. Rebel Shekarabah. No, excuse me, I'm not. But verse number nine. See, I almost got off track there. See, see how the enemy can come in like a flood, and yet the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. Oh, yeah. So, Isaiah 48, around verse 8. I'm going to start reading there. It says, Surely you do not hear. Surely you do not know. Surely from long ago your ear was not open. For I knew that you, that you would deal very treacherously. God speaking to his people. But watch this. And will call a transgression from, a, from the womb. For my name's sake, I will defer my anger. I, I'm just so happy about these verses of scripture. They really got me going, boy. I've been going up these scriptures for the last two weeks. It really got me all messed up. He says, for my name's sake... Well, I, I will defer my anger. <laughs> and for my praise, I will restrain it from you. Lord, have mercy for my praise. Because God wants his praise. He's going to defer his anger for his namesake. And he's going to defer his anger because of his praise. He wants his praise. God wants his praise. He wants you to praise him. You ought to praise him right now and lift him up and give him glory. Hallelujah. Watch what else it says here in the name of Jesus. Well, I'm, my God in here. Because these verses of scripture is just really, it's, it's just really just messing me up. He says, for my praise, I will restrain it from you so that I do not cut you off. And watch this. Behold, I have refined you, but not as silver. I have tested you in the furnace of affliction. That's what he's done for us. He has tested us in the furnace of affliction. Can we go deeper? Behold, I have refrained you, but not as silver. Watch this. I have refined you, but not as silver. I have tested you in the furnace of affliction. For my own sake, for my own sake, I will do it. For how shall my name be profaned? God said his name will not be profaned, and I will not give my glory to another. He says, listen all you to me, O Jacob and Israel, my call. I am he. I am the first, and I am the last. God said he's going to first. It's some of the things that you've done. Hallelujah. There's some things that you have done that you're not too proud of. There's some things that you've done that you should have had much more a severe punishment. 
And there are some preachers that want you to have a severe punishment. Yes, yes, it was. There were some church members that want you to have a severe punishment. There were some folk right now. That's why folk run around the church saying you're not saved. You should be punished. You should be going through. You should be more repentant. You should have done this. You should have done that. Blah, blah, blah. Um, we don't think you've been punished enough. Uh, uh, that's why the punishment cannot be in the hands of man when it comes to sin. Punishment always has to be in the hands of God because man don't know how to let up. Man don't know when to say when, but God knows when you had enough. God said, all right, it's enough, is enough. God knows to say, okay, they've learned their lesson. God. <laughs> you ever got that one parent that when you got in trouble, you don't want daddy to come home and get it. You won't, no, mama, you go ahead and whoop me because I don't want daddy to come home. Mm-mm, because he don't know how to let up. Or it could be vice versa. Daddy can be more lenient. Mama ain't playing, though. You never know how it's going to go, but you know from for certain. So in the name of Jesus, that's why you don't want punishment in the hands of man. That's why punishment is not in the hands of man. That's why you got man walking around thinking they can send somebody to hell, and they can't. You got man walking around right now. You got pastors and bishops and archbishops and priests, priests and teachers and, and, and backwards college folks walking around and people with PhDs and doctrine and all that stuff thinking they can send folks to hell. <laughs> thinking they got a heaven or hell to put somebody in. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry to bust your bubble, baby. You don't have no heaven. You don't have no hell to put nobody in so you can't send nobody to heaven or hell. Abusha. The only one that can do that is God. And you're not God. Hallelujah. God said, I'm going to defer my anger to his people. He says, for my own name's sake, I'm going to do it. That my name would not be profaned. Folks won't be saying, I can't, I can't finish what I started. That's what that means. God said, folks won't be saying about me. No, God, God called these people to be saved. And he sent them to hell anyway. God, God, did, he can't even keep, he can't keep, finish what he started. God, nope. No, God said, my name would not be profaned. Because at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. Remember that? And also, at the, where can a man be saved? The only way a man can be saved, but at the name of Jesus. Now, if you're telling me that it, you, I can be saved in Jesus' name and then turn around and send me to hell, then what's, I mean, which one is it? God said, my name will not be profane. Abu Shakara Baha. It don't matter in the name of Jesus who think you should be punished more than what you already done. Listen, when I say in the name of Jesus, it's over. It's over. But that's why you got folks walking around their feelings. Feel like, well, just, that's why you had the prodigal son's uh, uh, um, brother mad and upset when he came back home and the father had killed the fat of calf. And when the father killed the fat of calf, the, now the bro older brother is upset because he felt like uh, his brother should have been punished forever. That's for some people in your case. The prodigal son is a church folk. The prodigal son, it could be your, your bishop, your pastor, your, 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 your choir director, your deacon, your, your mama, your daddy, your bishop, whoever it is. Somebody right now has a prodigal son spirit up on them because they feel like you should be more, you know, punished more than what you've already been doing. And what you got to understand is the stuff you've been going through because of the mess you was in, oftentimes that's punishment enough. All that misery, all that hurt you was going through. I know time and time again, we don't want people to get involved in certain relationships. You know, God told you not to do it. Your pastor told you not to do it. Your, your mommy, your daddy, everybody told you not to do it. You did it anyway. And now your result is misery. It may be 18 years of misery. <laughs> uh, that's another story. It may be all kind of stuff going on with you concerning this relationship that you got yourself in that you was not supposed to be in. 
But yet, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, hallelujah, even when you come out of that mess, there are people who still want you to be punished for that mess. But you going through the mess that you've been through was punishment enough. You know what God is doing to change a person in the midst of their affliction. God said, I'm going to defer my anger. I'm going to read Psalms 119, 50, uh, verse 51 through 75. Hallelujah. But I want you to see some real quick. I'm a God. Because I want you to see some things of what God has designed for you. Now go me to Psalms 119. And I'm going to read verse. And I'm going to start reading that verse. Because we're going to go through this whole chapter. And I told you this whole chapter is actually a hundred let's go again because we don't want to be you know, misquoted 167 verses of scripture hallelujah Lord God as a matter of fact I do believe wow cool by yet they my heart actually we're at verse number 75 but for um, accuracy's sake, I'm going to start reading at verse 50 on down to 75, just in case we miss something. <laughs> how was that? Yeah, that's how you handle that. Glory to God, because we don't remember exactly what verse of scripture we left off because we went to a whole lot of scriptures last time we was with you. Glory to God. So, so for accuracy's sake, you know, just to be accurate. You know, we'll just start reading the verse 50 and we'll call this from 50 to 100. Can y'all have can y'all handle 50 verses? I'm going to read the first 50, though. I'm just, you know, I'm not going to even elaborate. I'm just going to go on straight down and I'm going to read them in your hearing. How bullshit I buy? How many folks know it's OK to read scripture? Hallelujah. Yes, it is. Is it OK for me to read some scripture? Glory to God. Because in the scriptures, you'll find some strength. You'll find some knowledge. You'll find some word. You'll find some know-how. You may even find some finance. You may even find a way out of a situation that you was in that you didn't want to be in. You, I mean, so, you know, it's good to read scriptures. So let me start verse 50. This is Psalms 119 around verse 50. It says, For this is my comfort in my affliction, for your word has given me life. The proud have made half me in great derision, yet I do not turn aside from your law. I remember your judgments of old, O Lord, and have comforted myself. Indignation has taken hold of me because of the wicked who forsake your law. Your statutes have been my songs in the house of my pilgrimage. I remember your name in the night, O Lord, and keep your law. This has become mine because I kept your precepts. You are my portion, O Lord. I have said that I will keep your words. I have treated your favor with my whole heart. Be merciful to me according to your word. I thought by, about my ways. I turned my feet to your testimonies. I made haste. I did not delay to keep your commandments. The cords of the wicked have bound me, but I have not forgotten your law. At midnight, I will rise to give you thanks to you because of your righteous judgments. I am a companion of all who fear you, of those who keep your precepts. The earth, O oh Lord, is full of your mercy. Teach me your statutes. Teach me, Lord. You have dealt with, well with your servant, O oh Lord, according to your word. Teach me good judgment and acknowledge and knowledge. Watch this. For I believe your commandments because I was afflicted. I went astray. But now I keep your word. You are you are good and do good 
teach me your statutes. The proud have forged a lie against me, but I will keep your precepts with my whole heart. Their heart is as fat as grease, but I delight in your law. It is good for me that I have been afflicted. Yes, I remember now. <laughs> I remember these scriptures. It is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I may learn your, your statutes. The law of your mouth is better to me than thousands of coins of gold and silver. Your hands have made and fashioned me. Oh, my shit. Give me understanding that I may learn your commandments. Oh, my foot of my spirit right now. Oh, I just feel like the foot of the spirit of prophecy over me right now. Somebody who's listening to me right now, my brother, my you have an inheritance. I don't know who you are. You have an inheritance that you don't even know about. Um, I don't know. Check your emails. Check your, uh, be checking your mail real quick. Check relatives. Check family members. There's an inheritance. Check the word of God. There's an inheritance that's been looking for you to overtake you and overcome you and overwhelm you in spirit and truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Let me read 73. Your hands have made me and fashioned me. Give me understanding that I may learn your commandments. Those who fear you will be glad when they see me because I have hope in your word. Now, here we go. These are the new scriptures right here we're going to read because these are the ones we're going to elaborate on a little bit more because these are other scriptures I just read for you from 50 to 75 or by way of review of scriptures that we already talked about in a previous podcast. So I implore you to get there and get into the word of God and bathe in it. Almost shout out about you hear what I said? I want you not to shower in order. I want you to bathe in it. I want you to just dive into the word of the Lord. I want you to run that, draw that bath and of the word of God and just get it and just bathe in it and soak for a while. Go by shit. Glory to God. Look at this. The revelation is that the word of God is getting ready to wash some things on all of your life. It's getting ready to wash some things out of your mind. It's getting ready to wash some habits away from you. It's going to wash some people who ain't supposed to be around you. It's going to wash some things out of you. It's going to wash some failures. It's going to wash away your thinking from you in the name of Jesus where you're going to start thinking that you're above, not beneath. You're going to know that you're the head and not the tail. You're going to know that God is getting ready to give you, do it seemingly abundantly above all you ask or think according to the power that worketh in you. And you're going to know that in Jesus' name. Now, let me go, let me show you something. Let me show you something. Don't miss this thing right now. I'm telling you. Look at verse 75. I know, O Lord, that your judgments are right. That in faithfulness you have afflicted me. He a faithful God. How you know God is faithful? He's afflicted you. Or allowed you to go through some things. <laughs> what parent? Sometimes it's not good as a, as a parent to give your child everything they want. Even if it's in your ability to do so. Because you're spoiling. You ain't worked work for it. They ain't been afflicted. They ain't went through the fire. They ain't went through the test. And so now you just give them something. And when you just give somebody something, they're going to lose it. Because they don't know what it is. They, they know what it was to get it. They don't have the sacrifices made to get it. So now they ain't going to sacrifice to keep it. Shaka. Watch what happened here. That's a revelation within itself. But watch this right here. Let, I pray, your merciful kindness be, be, be my comfort according to your word to your servant. Let your tender mercies come to me that I may live. For your law is my delight. Let the proud be ashamed. For they treated me wrongfully with falsehood. But I will meditate in your precepts. Let those that fear you in turn to me. Those who know your testimonies, let my heart be blameless regarding your statutes, that I may not be ashamed. For my soul faints for your salvation, but I hope in your word. My eyes fill from searching your word, saying, when will you comfort me? For I have become like a wineskin and smoke. Hmm. 
Wow. For I become like a wineskin. And have you ever had your problems just so overwhelmed that you become like a wineskin? You feel trapped. Have you ever feel trapped? Felt trapped in your situation? Have you ever just felt so overwhelmed by what's going on? Habushe. Yeah, I do not forget your statues. How many other days are your servant? When will you execute judgment on those who persecute me? The proud have dug pits for me, which is not according to your law. All your commandments are faithful. They are, they are, persecute me wrongfully, help me. They are almost made an end of me on the earth, but I do not forsake your precepts. Receive, revive me according to your loving kindness. And Lord God, right now in the name of Jesus, I'm praying that God will revive you according to his loving kindness. Let's go deeper. We ain't going to go too much. We're going to go deep into this thing. They almost made an enemy on the earth. I did not forsake your precepts. Revive me according to your kindness. See, sometimes people give up because of persecution and because of what they're going through. Because their life ain't just, you know, perfect. And that they're never going to have to go in through anything, you know. So they figure, well, if they're going through anything, they must not, God must not love them. That's not, but now they must not be in the will of God. And trials and troubles and different things come their way. Listen, I, I, I was watching a TV show the other night. I think the problem is, is that we are falsely representing God in a lot of areas in life. And we have to start to, just because you're saved, just because you're filled up with the gift of the Holy Spirit, just because you're a Christian, doesn't mean you're not going to face death and family members. Doesn't mean your family, your, somebody in the family might not get cancer or, or somebody might not be diagnosed with AIDS or, or uh, STDs or COVID or different things or be broke or be... Being a Christian doesn't exempt you and stop you from going through life's problems or life itself. But with God, first of all, you're saved. So this life, this life is not the only thing that you got to look forward to. That's first of all, because this world is not your home. Now, that's not what you're banking on. I don't know what you thought your faith was about. But first of all, this world is not even your home. For our destination is heaven. Our conversation is in heaven. How about shot? But also in this life, when we go through persecution, trial, and tribulations, there is a God that can give you peace in the midst of the storm. There's a God that will cause you not to lose heart. And miracles do happen. But oftentimes it is death comes to everybody, though. But miracles do happen. Even people, certain people in the Bible that was healed in, from certain diseases and that were raised from the dead doesn't mean they live forever and they still walk around on the face of the earth. What religion, what God, what things you know that the same people just walking around the face of the earth for 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 years. Even Christ died for the ungodly. <laughs> but never to die again. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So, being a Christian doesn't mean that your life is just a bed of roses. Everybody loves you. Everybody is nice to you. And you got all the money in the world. And we just all just going to live happy ever after that. You know? No, that's in heaven. Glory to God. Well, we don't have hope in Christ in this life only. If, if, if only in this life only we got hope in Christ, if only in this life only we got hope in Christ, then we're all men most miserable. But no, no, there's we're living just to live again. <laughs> Glory to God. So the myth, I don't want you to have a myth out there that your life is just going to be so 
better roses just because you may go through some persecution. But the power of Christ is there. Hallelujah. Listen, you ever been in a relationship with somebody that you love so much? And because you love that person so much, y'all lives ain't perfect. Y'all ain't what y'all going through ain't perfect. But because in the name of Jesus, because you love that person so much, y'all decide to get married, y'all together, y'all whatever y'all doing. You're going through that because you love them. Do you love God? Do you love God? This, 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 this gentleman is writing these texts. He's talking about how he's going through different things, but he's still hoping in the word of God. Are you still hoping in the word of God? Are you upset because your house is not bigger than the person's house over here? Your car is not like this person over here. Your church is not the size of this person over here. Your family member may have passed away. Your mother may have passed away. You're not. Uh, different things. So God is not real now? Because you face something that everybody in this world going to have to face, that is death. But everybody in this world is not going to rise again to heaven. Some people will uh, uh, be, have to face the judgment of not believing in Christ. Is that you? Or do you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ? Let me go deeper. Woo! Revive me according to your loving kindness so that I may keep the testimonies of your mouth. Why so does happen in the name of Jesus? Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Heaven and earth may pass away. But the word of the Lord will still be here. Heaven and earth may pass away, but the word of the Lord shall be. Shall be. He said, forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Your faithfulness endures to all generations. <laughs> my God. Oh, my God. Excuse me for a minute while I pray to the Lord. Follow the same faithfulness that you showed my grandmother. On that generation. Show me, Lord God. The same faithfulness that you showed my mentor, Dr. Davis. Show me, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen, from generation to generation. He says this. He says that they continue this day according to your ordinances. For all your servants, unless uh, unless you lost been my delight. Watch this. I would have been perished in my affliction. He said, this man said this. He said, unless the word of God was my delight. I would have perished in my affliction. See, some people, they go through different things in life. You can have two people going through the same thing. But this person gave up and, and ran away. Or this person might have went into depression. This other person going through the same thing might have went into drugs, alcoholism, got a divorce, uh, robbed the bank, different things. <clears throat> but the other person went through the same thing you that, that they went through, but yet they got peace in the midst of the storm. So unless... Your word had been my delight. He said, I would have pledged in my affliction. I will never forget your precepts, for by them you are giving me life. I am yours. Say, oh my God. Whoo. Have you ever, and I say that right now, God, Father God, I am yours. Save me. My God in here. Has there ever been so much powerful words of scripture? In Psalms 119 and, and this is verse 94. He says, I am yours. Save me. For I have sought your precepts. The wicked wait for me to destroy me, but I will consider your testimonies. I have seen the cons consummation of all perfection, but your commandment is exceedingly broad. Watch, watch this, watch this. Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. You through your commandments make me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me the enemies don't stop i have more understanding than all my teachers for your testimonies are my, are my meditation watch this one more verse this is verse 100 watch this i understand more than my than the ancients 
because I keep your precepts. Listen, God bless you and keep you. Listen, glory to God. Get into the word of God. You're going to have to stop letting people in the name of Jesus tell you what the word of God is all about. And you're going to have to start digging into the word of God for yourself. Get into the word. Meditate in the word. Let the word of God become your delight. Because until the word of God becomes your delight, then you will fall for anything. You will fail all the time. You will always faint. You will always be fearful. You will always show to the battle in, in your own stream. You will let television tell you what God is about. You're going to let your, your, your daddy, your mama, your, your Easter money, whoever it is, tell you what God is about. But until you get into the word of God for yourself, until you start doing the word of God, you will never know how much power you have living on the inside of you. Listen, if it's a word, then I must have did it. And if not, then I wasn't with it. Please stay committed.